You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. While walking down memory lane of past so long ago, oh, Satan came right by my side, making me feel low. He brought up thoughts of hurt and pain when I had gone astray. He wanted to discourage me as I walked along my way. He said, you're undeserving, cause I know where you've been. I have a record of your life when you were bound by sin. I know your darkest secrets that you would never tell. What makes you think you don't deserve a place with me in hell? I've heard the old accuser, and this was my reply. You're right for all those things I've done. I sure deserve to die. My righteousness is filthy rags. My goodness is unclean. There's only one thing I can say to what you've said to me. It's under the blood, oh praise his dear name, I'm not what I used to be, my life has been changed, not shackled by sin and shame, it's already gone, I'm happy reminding him it's under the Dear name. 
life has been changed, not shackled by sin and shame. It's already gone. I'm happy reminding him it's under the blood. I'm happy reminding him it's under the that don't bless you, your blessers broke. Let me tell you. Uh, I hope today that you've been changed. I hope you have. I hope you can identify with that song. See, we're not a group of uh, a bunch of people that think we're all good and deserve heaven and deserve to be respected or whatever else. We're a bunch of sinners that's been saved by the grace of God. Uh, when uh, Satan accuses me, it's not all lies. There's a lot of truth behind his accusations. And when he accuses me, I have to say, that's right. I am a sinner and I am undeserving in and of myself, but Jesus Christ loved me enough and and deemed me worthy enough and you the same that He was willing to go to the old rugged cross and shed His blood for my sins and for yours so that you could be saved by the grace of God. Your sins could be forgiven. Folks, there's no other way. That That is God's demand. That is the payment for your sin. Can you imagine being in debt? Say you go in credit card debt or just say you decide that you need to pay off your mortgage. Maybe you're being threatened with foreclosure and you call up the bank and you say, hey, I got a ton of gift cards for you. You know, that, 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 I think that'll cover it. I got some gift cards. I got some food stamps. I got some coupons. I got uh, a, a bunch of stuff. And, and, and by the way, uh, and after this, I'll never borrow any money from the bank again. Well, the bank would say, well, that sounds wonderful. No, the bank has a payment they're looking for. That, that, none of that's acceptable to them. There's payment demanded. And even if I say, hey, bank, you know what? Don't worry about the debt that I owe you. I'm not going to borrow anymore after this. So you could just forgive me all that I owe. Well, that doesn't work that way. That's how people try to do with God. For one thing, they try to say, oh, Lord, I've got my my baptism. Folks, I'm telling you, your baptism, as far as salvation is concerned, is about as good as an an, uh, out-of-date food stamp. I mean, it just does you no good in the sight of God. That's not going to pay for your sin. Your church membership is like a gift card. Hey, I'm glad it's for shields and it's got a hundred bucks on it, but I'm telling you, that's not going to pay the debt. The only thing, the only way that we can be saved is through the blood of Christ. And and we don't just come to God and say, Lord, okay, I'm going to do better now. So just never mind the sin that I've committed and the sinner that I've been and the sin that I am for all these years because from now on I'm going to do better. And matter of fact, I'm going to do so much better I'm going to be proud of it. (laughs) Uh, God, you don't have to worry about that. That doesn't work. Folks, Jesus went to the cross because none of that works. Jesus went to the cross because He is the only way. And by shedding His blood, that's the only way. Therefore... Uh, I get a little excited when I think about Jesus loving a sinner like me. Because not only does He forgive me of my sins and put my sins under the blood, but folks, He changes my life. And I've been changed. I don't know about you, but I've been changed. I am not the guy that I used to be. I am forgiven. That was just the little introduction that does have a lot to do with the message today. We're celebrating our graduates today. And I'm super glad and happy to be able to celebrate with our graduates. They completed a milestone in their education, uh, whether it's been within the last couple of days or uh, the last week. 
Uh, you know, but in, in, in this part of your life, it was a, a great phase. This is the, the, the final step of, uh, of, of this phase of your education. It's, it's the final step of this phase of your life. It's, it's a monumental uh, time, isn't it? When you cross over that threshold and you, you've completed these years of school and you get your diploma. There's been thousands of little steps along the way that have culminated in the moment that you finally become a graduate. And in fact, the crowning jewel of the graduation celebration is when you get to walk, right? That's the time. That's what you dream of. That's what you're looking for. Now, you get your diploma whether you walk or not. Is that not right? Uh, I mean, you, it's truly. But, but it, it's a time of celebration and you walk and, and your name is called and, and you walk across the stage and you receive that diploma and you're recognized for what you have accomplished. And, uh, and, and so my message to the graduates is it took you a lot of steps, a lot of walking to get to the point where you are now. You just made a big step, a monumental step in becoming a graduate. But my encouragement for you today, and my encouragement for each one here today, is to walk on. To walk on. To keep on walking. To keep on walking. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, we walk by faith, not by sight. Walking is something that I can confidently say that every one of us in here today probably take for granted. Now, there may be some of you that have had to fight some conditions in the last few years where you may not take walking as for granted as maybe you used to. But most of us, we get up in the morning, our feet hit the floor, and off we go. And we seldom pause to see, think like, wow, this is amazing. You know, look at me go. I, I, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. And we just take walking for granted. But I'm telling you, that's how we get from point A to point B, where we get to where we want to go. We walk. We walk. Now, uh, you, can just get, you can get just about anywhere by walking, can't you? You can, just, you can just about get anywhere by walking. Now, the problem is, it may take you a while to get somewhere by walking. You know, we had several people drive in from out of town today. I don't think anybody walked here, although you could have walked here. It just would have taken you out. There's a few that did walk here. But I don't think anybody walked from Akron or from South Sioux or from Dakota City or Sioux City or Moville or wherever you may have come from, Sioux Falls. Uh, walking takes a while. But I'm telling you, not only is that a problem, but that's also kind of the point. The point. Walking sometimes takes a little bit. Now, in its most simple terms... Uh, and, and I know you're glad you came because you weren't sure about what walking was. And so I'm really, it's important that you listen so you understand what it means to walk. But in the most simple terms, walking is simply putting one foot in front of the other. Just stepping, just walking, taking one step at a time in the most simple terms. However, one of the ways that I can confidently say that every one of our graduates today, and to each of you, that based on the fact that you can walk, that's one of the reasons why I can confidently say to the graduates today, and why I confidently regularly preach to every one of you, that you have the power by the grace and the Spirit of God to become all that God wants you to be. 
That's why I stand up here and I say, you are not a loser. You can accomplish great things. You can accomplish whatever God wants you to accomplish. You can be the person who God created you to be. How can I confidently say that? Well, a lot of that is based on one simple fact. That I did not see one person crawl into the church today. Not one. And I know this is all amazing you right now. But I didn't see one person crawl in here today. Uh, and even if you felt like, did you ever feel like crawling? But you don't, do you? You still walk. You may have felt like, but you still walked in. And, and, and not only would it have been, uh, maybe you may have felt like crawling, but if you would have crawled in here, it would have been a little weird too, wouldn't it? But now if you would have walked from Akron, some of you would have had to crawl in, wouldn't you? But, uh, but, but you, you walked in here. You say, now pastor, uh, you've got a pretty low threshold of success. If you base the fact that I can do all things through Christ and you base that the possibility of achieving whatever it is that God has for me is based on the fact that I walked in here today. But it is. Each of you graduates, each person here today, you walked in here today. Jeff Olson wrote this little segment in the, in the book, The Slight Edge. He said, when you were a baby, you got where you were going initially by being carried around. I love the babies in our church. I love that we just got, uh, just from the kids, we got uh, babies and toddler or, you know, infants and toddlers and, and just on up the line, we've got them in here. And I love it. But when you're first a baby, you just get carried around. After a while, you begin to make your way around the world on your hands and knees by crawling. But... There's something within a, a, a baby that, whether they really see and are cognizant, but just bear with me on the picture, the baby, every one of you at one point, you saw people walking all around you. And there's something deep within inside of you that said, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to get off of my hands and knees. It got in your little head that maybe you could give that a try. Now, once you had that thought, you just had to try. It was simply the next frontier. There was no way that you weren't going to master it. Everybody in here. Can you imagine that? Do you remember that? I don't. I, I, don't, I don't hardly believe people that tell me they're, I remember the first time I crawled. I don't believe, maybe you did. I don't know, but I, I just have a hard time believing that. But maybe you do. Do you remember? But you don't remember it as a baby. But I'm telling you, there was something in you that said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do what these other people are doing around me. I'm going to do what the, my, my parents are doing around me. So step by step, you worked on developing the skills that you needed to walk. You grabbed onto something. Whether it was a coffee table or maybe the, the end of a playpen, whatever it may have been, and you pulled yourself up. That's what every one of the grads, they did that at some point. And how many of you parents feel like it hadn't been that long ago? It was just the other day. But, but you pulled yourself up. And you begin to gain strength. And now, after that, as you're standing there, you were a little wobbly and maybe a little unsure. And, and, and whether you let go or whether just standing there, what happened after you pulled yourself up? You fell. How many of you quit after that? Not one of you, because none of you crawled in here. Right? So none of you quit after that. So you tried it again. 
And, and, and the result was the same thing. You fell down. And either right then or maybe later that day or the next day, you tried it again. And then you tried it again until eventually you stood up all by yourself without holding on. Now I know this is amazing you right now, but what I'm trying to tell the graduates and every one of you that the, based on this fact, this tells me something about the way you were created. You, no matter how many times you fail, you kept pulling yourself up. So now you've got the strength and you've got the balance and there you stand there on your own. No, nothing holding you up. Now you've taken that little step. Now you're about ready to take a literal step. And, and, and many of us can picture our kids when they were going to make this step, but every one of us have been there. You know, there was a time when Tyler was standing there on both feet and Dan was saying, come on, buddy, you can do it. And, 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 and Tyler begins to get up the courage and you can see that little foot coming, but guess what happens? Undoubtedly, he either lost his balance, got tripped up, but crash. Every one of you failed. Every one of you failed. And so did I. Every one of you failed that day. Did you give up? You didn't give up. But here's the problem. You tried it again, and this time you pulled yourself up again, but only this time when you fell, you hit your head on the coffee table and cried and carried on and, boy, I'll never try that again, but you, did, you didn't for one moment think I'll never try that again. You thought, I'm get, you failed. This time you failed and you got hurt. And by the way, can I say something else? You look awfully funny when you're trying to learn to walk. Is that not right? And when you fall down, parents laugh. It's a funny thing. You look ridiculous. All right? You look ridiculous. I mean, your little legs, you know, and, and those times when they fall. And don't it look so funny, you know, just kids are so unproportioned. And, you know, and they fall and their heads are like this big and they just push themselves back up. It's just, it's all funny looking. But guess what? You didn't care. You didn't care how funny you looked. You didn't care. You didn't like getting your head smashed, but that did, not, that did not detour you from your objective. See, I know you can succeed today because you can walk. I know you can succeed today because you walked. You tried again and again, uh, sidestepping around the coffee table, you know. And that's how it goes, right? I love it when the kids are just going around the table, working it out trying to get their strength up. And by the way, let me tell you something about the awkwardness and stuff of falling. There's a reason that God made the front of our skulls as thick as He did. Some of you, He made them a little thicker than others. But, uh, uh, but, but, so, and, and, so, but, but there's a reason that He made our skulls as thick as He did. So awkwardly bringing one little foot out from behind another while you hold on maybe to mom and dad's fingers, you eventually take your first sequence of two steps, then three steps, and then four. And then pretty soon you're all by yourself. And to the encouraging cheers and applause of your proud family, Baby steps, and you just look so dumb, and there you go. But what's everybody doing? Yeah, you got it. You got it. You're doing it. You've got it. Come on, son, you got it. And down they go. That's okay. Try it again. Every one of you, everybody in here failed and looked stupid. 
but was undetoured and got up and kept on going at it anyway. I love it seeing some of the kids around here learning to walk. And, you know, they'll be walking, walking, walking. They'll get distracted and just, bam, right into a door they'll go. Ain't it hilarious? But Doria still does that sometimes too, I think. But, uh, uh, but, but, but that's what babies do. They're learning to walk, and they just get distracted, and they're walking around. I mean, one epic step after another. I mean, and so uh, just think about what you're going through. See, the process of learning to walk, let me, and, and here's a fact. In the process of learning to walk, did you f- spend more time standing up or falling down? Did you spend more time walking or falling during that process of time? Falling. Falling down. Failing. Getting hurt. Looking silly. But guess what every one of you did? You got up. And you took another step. And you took another step. You had encouragement. You had determination. Everybody in here is a success. Everybody in here is made and born to win in Christ. That's the way we were created. Just one step in front of the other. And so the message today is keep on walking. See, if you were anything like most of us, we failed over and over again before we ever succeeded. But it didn't matter. Because believe it or not, the first time actually that you took that first little step, even though you fell right after that, you were taking a step toward mastery. You were on the road of mastery. You were on the road to success. Now you may not realize, but you ought to, the road to success sometimes looks like, boom, crash on your face. That's what it looks like sometimes. That's what it looked like for all of us. But that first step made all the difference. Taking step after step after step. As kids, we never thought of quitting. We never said to ourselves, well, you know, maybe I'm just not cut out for this walking business. After all, I've tried it. I've tried it for a week and it's just not working out. So, you know, crawling won't be so bad for the rest of my life. I could do that. I could just go on this way. I'm just not one of those people. I'm a victim, you know. Maybe, maybe based on where I was born and my, and my background, I could never get up and walk, so I'm just going to crawl. Not one child thinks that. No. I mean, listen, uh, everyone thinks it's worth it. Everyone says, I'm going to get up. I'm going to make a difference. And what I mean to tell you today is to keep on walking. Little steps have got you graduates to this point. Little steps have got each of us to this point. And I'm telling you, what we need to do is go back. Jesus said we need to become like a child. And there's many ways that that can be applied, but I don't know why it couldn't be applied to this as well. Except a man become a child. And I know that's talking about a childlike faith, but is this not a childlike faith? Is it not a childlike faith to keep on getting up? Is it not like a childlike faith to be able to get up and keep on walking and keep taking those steps? See, the sad thing is, is 95% of people, somewhere in the neighborhood of 95% of people, although 100% nearly of people, I understand there's exceptions, but nearly everyone was a winner at one point. Everyone overcame adversity. Everyone kept on stepping, even though they kept on failing at some point. 
But then we get to a stage in our lives, whether it's as a, as, as a kid, as a teenager, as a young adult, and then all of a sudden we try something and we fail at something. We try something and we look silly doing it. And our pride creeps in. We try something and instead of having people saying, come on, you've got this, go for it. We have people saying, you know, you really look like an idiot. You're embarrassing me and you're embarrassing the whole family. What are you doing? See, uh, things kind of turn around. And I'm telling you, there are way too many people today that are crawling. There are way too many people, and I'm, I'm begging. There's 95% of the people crawl through life. They've decided to crawl in terms of their finances. They've, turned, they've decided to crawl in terms of their health. You know, I, I'm amazed. I've, I've known people that have, that, have, that have gone from not being in shape to getting in really good shape. And I've seen the 95% come up to them and say, what did you do to get into shape? You know what they're hoping, don't you? Oh, I did this little, little plan, you know. Or I took this little pill or whatever. But boy, they're not too encouraged when you say, well, first thing I did is I cut out pop and started drinking water. Their eyes are glazing over already. I started walking regularly. I started exercising. I started watching what I ate. I, I, I started where I wouldn't eat after, uh, you know, six, six o'clock at night. I started cutting off. I just started being, and then, then people's like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, I've tried all that before. Have you seen it? That's 95% of people. But there's 5% that'll say, okay. Because here's the thing. If you decided, and I'm just using this, don't, don't think I'm just preaching, preaching on health and fitness today. I think it's important because we can, I, I believe we, we have the ability to do more for God and be a good testimony when we're in the, the better shape we're in and everything and be healthy and so forth. That can also be a good financial decision trying to be healthy. But the point that I'm trying to make is this, because I want to get to the main application, and that's spiritual, but it's also career. It's also life for each of us and for the graduates especially. But that is, if you decided today, and how many of us do this? You know what, Pastor? I'm inspired. I think I'm going to go walk a mile today. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm not going to replace the pop all the way, but I'm going to put, put, start putting some water in there, and I, I'm going to try to eat a little bit better. What are you doing? You took a step today if you do that. But what's the problem? Tomorrow, when we try to make that other step, we fall on our face. And that's when we tell ourselves, oh well, I must not be cut out for that. I'll just live like this. And can you imagine that's the way, 95% of the people, that's how they're going through life, crawling. Crawling spiritually. Crawling in almost every area. Crawling. You know, uh, you know one of the great things, one of the reasons that people, I think if you were to look at uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, some of the fastest people that are becoming millionaires the fastest today are immigrants from Africa, different countries in Africa, and other uh, immigrants. You know why? Because they look at America and they say, wait, you can, you can go someplace over there. You can actually take steps and get someplace over there. See, where they're at, they don't have the opportunity to take the steps to get there. Their steps won't lead them to that place. 
but they say, I can take the steps to get to America, then I can take the steps to get an education, and then I can take some steps to, you know, they're looking at it and they're wondering what's wrong with Americans. What's wrong with these people? They've got it all right here before them. All they got to do is walk. But we're crawling. We're crawling. And so, uh, from the very beginning, God emphasized walking. Because at the heart of all this is where your walk is with God. And so as the students go off to college, as we go off into our day as, as tomorrow and this coming week, each of us, the spiritual side is what's going to matter the most. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, the Lord came to walk with Adam. It's generally accepted that this was a regular, if not a daily occurrence before sin. That God would come and walk with Adam. It's pretty cool as you go on through the Bible, because starting in the beginning, and then by the time you get to Genesis chapter number 5, the Bible says, and Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God. What did he do? He took a step. He failed. Now, we don't have a record of Enoch failing, but I know he failed. You know why? Because he was a man. He sinned. He came short of the glory of God. But I know something else. He got back up again and took another step. And he took another step. And, uh, and, and so, so Enoch walked with God. And remember, this is step by step, just one foot in front of the, of the other. Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. And Noah walked with God. And Noah walked with God. God told Abraham in Genesis 17, verse 1, Walk before me. Now, I want to say something about the step-by-step, and I didn't put it in my notes, bud, so forgive me if I sound dumber than I normally sound. But I know that when, the, uh, when, when we first went into space, that the, the type of ship that they went into space was, there was a, uh, it was designed in such a way to where there's a part of the ship, it's like a gyroscope or something or another. Somebody help me later. Uh, but basically, what it is, is they had part of that ship was constantly focused on the moon. And so, as the ship, so in other words, the ship would go constantly. It would go this way. But there was a part inside that would stay focused on the moon. And then it would go that way. But as it went that way, still focused on the moon. And what I'm just simply saying is, the entire journey constantly there's the, the outside of that ship is going this way and going this way and, and going off even further this way. But there's something on the inside that's constantly headed toward the moon. And what I want to say to you about our walk with God is a lot of times, let me tell you something about walking with God. There's a lot of times I get to kind of going off this way a little bit. But if I in my heart keep my eyes and my heart on the Lord, I'm going to keep on keeping on walking with the Lord. If I fall, but my heart... See, the Bible says that a good man falls, but he rises up again. I wish I had put that verse in there, Proverbs. Uh, a good man riseth up, uh, though he falls seven times, he'll rise up again. And I'm telling you, just rise up again. You fail. But there's got to be a part of you that's constantly focused on walking with God. Uh, what is one of the famous things? There's a number of famous notable things about the Nile River. One of the things is that it flows north. But what if I told you that the Nile River flows south? You'd say, well, that'd be contrary to what I've learned. Well, the fact of the matter is, there's, uh, I believe it's three or 400 miles of the Amazon River. Wait, which river are we talking about here? Nile River goes south. 
Several hundred miles, it flows south. But here's the thing. A lot more often than those several hundred miles, it's going north. Therefore, you don't say, well, I'm not going to say that the river doesn't flow north because it does flow north most of the time. It's known for going north. What are you known for in your walk? Because there's times we, we, we take a step forward, we take a step back, we fall, we get back up again. But I hope in my walk that I'm known as a man who loves God. I hope that I am known as a man that's committed to the church and to working for God. Now that doesn't, that doesn't mean that there's going to be times that I don't go south a little bit, because I do. But I hope that my life is known. Not for all the times I fall down, but for the times that I get back up and take another step. And say, well he's down again, but you know I guess he's a little bit further than he was last time. So, uh, all these people that we're instructed in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 2, walk in love. Ephesians 5, 2. He didn't, I, I moved these around on him, I believe. But, but uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 10, the Bible says, and walk worthy of the Lord. See, we are further instructed and admonished in Romans chapter 8, verse 4, walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And in Ephesians 4, 17, walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Ephesians 4, 17. See, walking speaks of three things I want to give you and then I'm going to shut her down. Number one, it speaks of decision. It speaks of decision. Number two, it speaks of direction. Number three, it speaks of determination, which I've alluded to. I'm going to give you the first two quickly and then try to close on the third one. Decision. Deuteronomy 8, verse 6, the Bible says, Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in His ways and to fear Him. Jeremiah 7, 23, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. And walk in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. Decision. You have to make a decision to walk for God. You have to make a decision that I'm going to put one step in front of the other for God and the things of God and whatever it is that God has for my life. Whatever God's calling is for you, whatever it is that God wants you to do in your professional life or adult life or career, uh, graduates, I mean, just take one step at a time. It's a decision you have to make. And it's not always an easy decision. Years ago, I learned something, believe it or not. I learn something every once in a while. The thing about me is I learn a lot because I don't know a lot, so it's easy for me to learn. Um, but I learned something really interesting about the word decision. How that the, the root word of that word decision is that scission. It, it speaks of a cutting. You know, it's like scissors. It, the, the word circumcision, it's got that, that word in there. It means cutting. So a decision, folks, is cutting one thing off in order to make a, a choice for something else. Decision. It just makes decision. It shows you how serious it is. It's not just like, well, yeah, I guess I'll decide this. No, when you decide it, you say, I'm deciding to walk with God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a decision. Number two, it's a direction. Direction. Psalm uh, 1, 1, blessed is the man who, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor seateth in the, sitteth in the seat of the scornful. 1 John 1, 6-7, the Bible says, And if we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. 
But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ His Son cleanseth us from all sin. Proverbs 13, verse 20, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Direction. A decision and a direction. Graduates, Tyler, Cade, Jersey, Ashley, everybody else here, may I encourage you today to walk in the light? Make a decision to walk in the right direction? There's going to be some great kids where you go to school. But there's also going to be some kids that aren't going in the right direction. And the Bible says, he, the, the verse I just read there in Proverbs, where the Bible says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. You mark it down. This isn't just for you, but it's for all of us. But you are right now, or you soon will become who your friends are. What's your priority? Is your priority spiritual things? And you know, you know a thing that really bothers me today? A thing that really bothers me and convicts me? whether it's from our kids on up, is being good. He says, is there anything wrong with being good? Don't we try to get our kids to be good? We do. But do we want our kids to be more than just Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts? The world can do that. The world turns that out. Folks, we've been entrusted with children by God Almighty. We have the Word of God Almighty. May our goal be to turn out not just good kids, but godly kids. Kids that have a heart for God. Kids that have a heart for souls. Kids that have a heart for the Word of God. Kids that have a heart for the church of God. Because if you've got a heart for God, you're going to have a heart for the church. If you've got a heart for God, you're going to have a heart for the Word of God. What's your priority? Oh, it's fine. I'm going to let them do everything else because they're good kids. Okay, if that's your goal, send them to the Boy Scouts. But do you want them to be godly kids? So young people, think about who you hang out with. So think about your decision. Think about your direction. And then lastly, determination. I appreciate your patience today. Walk on. Determination, constantly falling down, was when you were a kid really uncomfortable, it hurt, you looked silly. But I want to tell you something, that is still a part of life. You may have looked a little funny laying there on the floor like a beetle, you know, with your hands and feet going trying to get rolled over. But you know what, you did it anyway, because here's the thing about it. And by the way, can I tell you something about all those, those men that we mentioned that did great things for God? Every one of them failed. You don't have a hero today that's not failed. And, and, and you heard me say this the other day, but it's so true that if you want to succeed, you need to double your rate of failure. I'm thinking about some of the athletes in here. You've got to get in the gym, you've got to get into practice, and you've got to fail sometimes. What I mean by that is, you've got to say, this is the speed that I'm looking for. What do you do? You fail the first time. But you say, okay, I'm going. You don't just fail and say, well, goodness gracious, I guess that's not going to work. You know, you know if you've got a lifting goal, if you've got whatever it is, you, you fail. You fail. You've got to double your rate of failure oftentimes. So, uh, everybody, everybody that's ever walked with God, everybody that's ever made a difference for God, 
I heard an interview with uh, uh, Raymond Floyd, I believe was his name. He was a, a very successful golfer. And he said, the reason I was successful, he said, because, he said, I didn't mind failing. I didn't mind failing. And, you know, I've told you what, what Henry Ford said before. And he's not a man of virtue or anything. But, but as far as a man that, that accomplished some pretty amazing things, he said, those who never fail work for those of us who do. You know, I believe it was uh, Thomas Edison that said, I didn't fail. Some people said, oh, you failed 10,000 times. He said, I did not fail 10,000 times. He said, 10,000 times I found, I found ways that weren't going to work. I did not fail 10,000 times. But in a sense, he did to accomplish his ultimate goal. Um, see, but the, the bad thing, the thing is, is that If you're going to succeed, you've got to do what successful people do. Successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. All babies are successful. Every one of you have been successful. All babies are winners. Why? Because we're designed that way. All babies instinctively understand the power of walking on. They understand the power of Steps accumulating. They understand the, the, they understand the power of compound interest. You know, I mentioned exercise earlier. So many of us getting healthy. Well, that didn't work. I tried it a whole day and a half. So much for that. That's not for me. I think I'm just going to let my health decline. I'm just going to crawl. I'm not one of those that can walk after all. Now, here's the thing. Just like you don't in one day, I'm just using this as an example because I think we can all identify with it. Just like by taking one step, maybe another step, saying, man, I'm going to exercise a little bit today, I'm going to eat, a little, I'm going to eat right today. Just like after two days, that doesn't make a huge difference. It doesn't make a huge difference if you just said, preacher, I don't want to hear about this. I'm eating, pigging out, whatever, don't give a rip, I'm just going to sit around, eat Doritos and, you know, whatever. All right? Maybe that's you. All right? You take a step this way. Now, neither one of you, after two days, looks much different. But what happens when you take another step? And then this one takes another step. See, 95% of people are walking this way. Because it's easy. See, the thing is, it's actually kind of easy to do the right thing. It's easy to do the thing that you ought to do. But you know the problem? It's just as easy not to do the thing that you should do. It's just as easy. It's, it, it's the slight edge is what Jeff Olson called it. It, it. It's that one little step at a time. But I want to tell you one thing. You get on down this road, and uh, it's a lot harder living if you decided to crawl than if you've decided, you know what? I'm going to take a hard step. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fall. But I'm going to get up again. On down the road, as time goes on, it's going to make a difference. It's like the whole, you know, would you take a penny multiplied every day for 30 days or would you take a million dollars right now? It's the principle of compound interest. Uh, see, we, every one of us at one time understood this as a baby. We understood it. We only let go of our natural pull towards success over the course of time. You know what happens over the, in our first five years of life? Social psychologists say that on average, in the first uh, five years of life, that we hear 40,000 no's. 
in some way or the other, some form or fashion. 40,000. No! Don't do that. Stop. Alicia's sitting there thinking, I'm pretty sure I did that yesterday. I, uh, I got my quota right there, you know. Uh, but that's the way it is, isn't it, Stephanie? I mean, you've got to. I mean, or else these, you know, uh, those little boogers, there's no telling what they'll do. You've got to tell them no. But, but there's just an interesting social psychology here. In five years, the average person hears the word no 40,000 times. But by the, by, by the time you, you enter first grade, by the time a kid enters first grade, they've heard yes or positive words on an average of 5,000 times. 40,000 no's to 5,000 positive affirmations. Now, I understand, believe me, you got to say no. Uh, amen. Don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying here today. But one of the things, maybe if we learn a little bit to have a little bit more, but that's just the way it goes. That's just the way it is. Uh, have, you ever, have you ever wondered why people don't fly? Have you ever wondered why I don't quit preaching sooner? Thank you, honey. Um, that's tough. I, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. I promise you, I'm getting there. Uh, put me on the clock, Ralph. I got three minutes to go another three minutes after that. Okay, no, here we go. Why people don't fly? There's an old saying, and I know the graduates have probably never heard this, say, this saying, but there's an old saying that says, if God had meant man to fly, he would have given him wings. There's an old saying that if God meant for man to fly, he would have given him wings. That saying came from, is credited to Bishop Milton Wright. He was the founder of Huntingdon College in Huntingdon, Indiana. He pointed out this self-evident truth during a sermon he delivered in 1890. So this preacher's preaching, uh, Reverend Wright, and Wright says, if God had meant for man to fly, he would have given him wings. That seems like a pretty obvious statement. Except, Mr. Wright, Reverend Wright, had two boys. He had two sons that said, that seems self-evident, and that sounds right, but is it true? His two sons were named William and Orville. And his two sons, 13 years later, were down in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, flying. Because they did not accept the status quo. They said, we don't have to uh, go down to uh, conventional wisdom. Are there situations in your life today where you've given up? Now, we've got the graduates, man. They're just right on the other side. But I want to tell each of you, there's going to be times that somebody's going to tell you you can't fly. There's going to be times where you're going to think you can't accomplish this. There's going to be times that you fail. There's going to be times that it doesn't work out. There's going to be some times that you look silly. It's going to happen. Have, are, but but are there, is there anybody in here that you are crawling instead of going after God's best? Have you lost the ability to make up a goal and a vision and to go and to get it? Why don't you do what you did when you were just a year old? Amen. See, the answer is both simple and sad. Somewhere along the way, you lost Faith. We walk by faith. You lost faith along the way. You, you became too grown up to take baby steps. Too sure you would never succeed to let yourself fail a few times first. 
And again, what do we say about failing when you were a baby? You didn't care. You weren't embarrassed. You just kept on. But we're too grown up for that now. See, the universal truth is that simple little disciplines done again and again over time move the biggest mountains. You forgot how to walk on. And there's something treacherous about letting go of that childlike willingness to try and try again. Something insidiously dangerous about buying into the idea that that will never work for me. It is this settling for less, settling for failure, giving up on baby steps soon becomes a habit. The first time you give up, it's painful. But the more you give up, the easier it gets. Have you ever looked at people and thought, how did they get into that kind of shape? They didn't go all at once. They just kept taking steps. And it started getting easier to live with the poor decisions that they were making. 95% of the people. My prayer is that those that are hearing me today will become a part of the 5%. Now I know I'm looking at some folks today, and you might be looking at somebody today that's got some areas in my life where I'm crawling when I ought to be walking. And I have a feeling I'm looking at some others that are crawling today. And maybe you've been crawling for a long time, but i got good news. Today, you can turn that around. How? Just by turning and taking another step in the right direction. That's how it starts. No, you're not going to get there overnight. But you take a step that way. Can you think, can, some of you can see, anybody testify how God's worked in your life that way? You're at a place right now in your life and you're thinking, I never thought I'd be here. And you may not be happy with where you are. You may want to be more because you've fallen. And maybe you cracked your head. Maybe you look a little silly. But one thing's about it. You're getting yourself back up again. And there you go. You didn't think you would be here, but you are. See? Why? God can do that with every area of your life today. You can go that way. As we all stand today and Danny comes to play, I appreciate your patience today. You know, when Jesus was here on the earth, I like the fact that He made the lame man walk. Ain't that good? He made the lame man to walk. In Acts chapter 3, verse 6, Peter, uh, and, uh, Peter and John said to the, uh, the lame man, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You know, you know what a part of our ministry still is today? Telling people to rise up and walk. Our graduates... They rose up and walked. They took necessary steps. Was it always easy, Tyler? Wasn't always easy. But you're here. You know how? Took another step, Jersey. Wasn't always easy. You didn't always think you could do it. Am I wrong? But you did it. You took the steps. You took the steps. And I'm telling you, understand, just keep walking. Part of of the ministry that we have here is to tell lame people, get up and walk. There's too many of you crawling through life. Crawling through your spiritual life. Quit with the excuses. Quit with the excuses. You were meant, you are destined to be a successful Christian living the abundant life. That doesn't mean no pain, no persecution. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about millions and, you know, Rolls Royces and all that stuff today. That's not the kind of success I'm talking about. I'm talking about being who God created you to be. Being the mom, the dad, the young person. Proverbs 4.12 says, When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. 
And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. How about it today? Will you walk on? Have you fallen? Well, get back up. You got something new you want to try? I look silly doing it. Get after it anyway. I'm again using this as an illustration. You can do with it what you want to do. I often think that, you know, you can, you can think of it what you want to, and when it's your turn to preach, you can say it however you want to say it, or not say. But uh, the place where I work out, man, Dory, I'm proud of some of those people we work out with. Because there are people that walk in there that have never worked out a day in their life. And I'm telling you, they, you can tell. They've been on this way for a long time. Maybe younger people that are just in awful shape. We have people walking in there in their 70s. And you got people going crazy in there like Doria. But they don't get discouraged by that. You know what? They say, you know what? I'm taking my step today. Taking my step. Oh, to some people, maybe they'd look silly. I'm sure there's people sitting on the outside that probably even make fun of them. What do they think they're doing in there? You'll never get in shape. You'll never... But you know what? They just keep on coming. And I'm just using that as an illustration. People sometimes will try to discourage you from your dreams, from your calling, from what God has laid on your heart to do in your life. I can't tell you the people that's tried to talk me out of what God's called me to do in my life before, through the years. And you want to know something? For good reason. Because they've seen me walk spiritually. They've seen me walk in every other way. And they've thought, dude, I don't think you're meant for walking this life. But by God's grace, I said, no, this is what God said. I'm going to take that step again. I don't know what your need is today. Maybe, maybe going back to the first part of the message, you don't know Christ. If you don't know Christ today, please accept Him. Your sins can only be forgiven through what Jesus did for you. Yeah, okay, society thinks your church and baptism is good. whoop de doo Maybe you're good with it, but I'm just telling you right now, God's not. God is not good with it. You're going to choose that over His Son? Seriously? No. If you're not saved today, you better accept Christ and be trusting in Christ and Christ alone. And if you're not, you can call on Him today as we pray. What is your need today? Heavenly Father, I pray that You'll help somebody to take a step in the right direction today. Help somebody who has fallen to pull themselves back up again. Help those of us that are worried what other people think to just forget about it. To keep on walking, to keep on falling, to keep on failing, but to keep on nonetheless. God, I pray, God, for our graduates today. I pray a blessing upon each of them. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to go on that broad path that leads to destruction. It's not always easy to find the right people and the right crowd. But God, I pray that you'll help our graduates to do just that. Help each of us to do that, Lord. And I pray if there's somebody here not saved, you'll help them right now to take a step toward you. Whether it's actually stepping out and coming to this altar, if it's a step right where they're standing to say, and right now to bow their heads and humble their hearts before you, and to say, Dear Lord Jesus, I want to confess my sin to you. I acknowledge that it's not by my good works. It's not by my church. It's not by my baptism. Jesus, 
Right now, I'm going to trust in you and you alone. The fact that you went to the cross, the fact that you rose again the third day. Lord Jesus, I'm trusting, I'm putting my faith in that. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and my life and be my Savior. Help me to begin my walk with you today. In Jesus' name, amen.